0: With and get Working within it so that you can try to be able to produce things, yeah. and I'll tell you why that production is so important. But before we know that, how do you use those two pieces of equipment? And you- success is not necessarily financial, but success is when you feel fulfilled in what you're doing, and then to other women, they need to know their value, their worth. But I believe, um. Everything that you put your mind to and you achieve, is success. Give us um, all the stuff. Okay, I'll answer all 16 of those questions right now. <laughs> I started uh, in the music business at Sony while I was still... My name is Renee Hastings and I'm your host of Renee Speaks. Y'all, today is going to be a great day. Today's guest has been a business owner and entrepreneur for over 20 years. Throughout her journey, she has experienced both highs and lows, as is common in any professional or uh, for any professional person. But she recognizes that challenges will always arise. But so will opportunities that are too enticing to ignore. The path of entrepreneurship can often feel like an endless stream with new obstacles emerging each and every day. Therefore, careful planning and strategic thinking are essential for any chance at success. Personally. During her own venture, our guest found and understood the importance of adapting to the ever-changing world around her. By keeping her business strategy, vision, and goals at the forefront, she remains on point and continues to move forward. Y'all, please join me in welcoming Amber
1: Sig! Hello! How are you, Renee? I am fantastic! How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Oh, it is my absolute pleasure to have you on this show. I'm so excited to have you on a show, and for so many reasons. But as you know, most of our audience are entrepreneurs, and they are on this journey um some have been on for a short time, some have been on for a long time, but we all need more advice on how to stay on point. How to keep from losing focus and how to develop a strategy that leads us to success. And so I'm so glad that that is your area of expertise.
1: <laughs> well, thank you. No, you know, I get it. It's a hard thing to do. So <laughs> you know, um, there are a lot of distractions in the world nowadays. So yeah, um, yeah a lot yeah. coming at us. So it's it's a hard thing to do for people. And
0: yeah, yeah. So tell us how you got started. Tell us how you figured it all out.
1: Well, I don't know if I have it all figured out, but I sure try. Um, you know, it's a funny thing. When I got started, I, I fell directly out of high school into real estate. Um, oh, and um, I worked for Uh, agent and her developer husband. And I ran their office, their crazy busy office in the late 90s. Um, And we all know what real estate was like in the late 90s. And I learned a lot there and put things in order there very quickly and got my license in 2000. I was a managing broker by 2004. Um, I was managing a real estate office of 45 agents by 2004. So I was a 24-year-old managing broker. And I'll tell you, that was a challenge. Um, Not only did I have agents under me that were my age, I had agents under me that were twice my age. um, Oh, wow! And did not love having a twenty-four-year-old telling them what to do necessarily. (laughs) So, (laughs) Uh, that was a challenge.
0: So you you, you got to experience the whole generational um, gap in and the employment. Areas of employment a lot sooner, I think, than maybe everybody else.
1: I did. I did. And my mom always told me I was an old soul. So, um, (laughs) you know, so I jumped in there nice (laughs) and early. Um, And then in uh, 2008, I started my own boutique brokerage. And I did that six months before Lehman Brothers crashed. And I had to learn very quickly how to run. Everything within a business, not just how to sell homes, not just how to coach agents on how to be good agents. I had to run the business behind it, the marketing behind it, build the websites, do every aspect of the company. And at the time, that was very, very overwhelming. But in the long run, that was the best thing that could kind have of happened to me because that led me to all of this. And, um, and I started On Point um, as my uh, training system for agents in 2008. So my real estate company is called The Point Real Estate, and On Point was the training system for the agents. And so On Point Complete, uh, as the company came out of that. Um, and in 2019, I love real estate, and I love my real estate clients, and I love my agents, and they take very good care of my boutique company that I still have, but that's just not where my heart really lies. My heart lies in helping companies succeed and helping entrepreneurs succeed and helping businesses succeed. And so I decided in 2019 to just take that out into the world and really help other companies thrive no matter what their industry was. And so, um, that was something I decided to take beyond real estate and just go crazy with it.
0: <laughs> well, well and, and go crazy, you have. I mean, and that is so fantastic. And it's just, to me, so amazing how even things that seem to shake us actually mold us yeah, and can make us better. And because of the shaking that yeah. goes on, we, we get opportunities to see how much we can handle. Yes. That's and then, well, then once we get that figured out and, and just kind of keep on trudging through, sometimes it's really a trudge. <laughs> it is at times. It really is. It really yeah. is at times. And then we find out on the other side, it's like, hey, I'm stronger than I think.
1: It's true. There's been a few trials over the years that that we've all gone through in our own way that have made it uh, a proven fact that we are stronger than we think. So. Yes,
0: absolutely. I don't know why that reminds me of Winnie the Pooh, but I think he said something like that. I love Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> yes, we are. You are uh, something about courageous. Anyways, I'm not even going to try to <laughs> remember all the words, but it's a, it's a good one. It is. We look it is. It.
1: Well, he's he's the smartest bear around. So That's right.
0: That's right. <laughs> I love it. So Amber, how do you define the on-point strategy in the context of entrepreneurship and what role has it played in your own business journey?
1: You know, um, something that I feel um, that the on-point strategy really is focused on that's probably unique to other businesses is we approach it in two parts. One is I don't just focus on strategy. We also focus on the coaching and the consulting part of it. So we coach the person, we consult to the business because we've learned a lot over the years and we have a lot of um, consulting pieces that we can bring to the business that we know are proven and work. Mm -hmm. But we strategize to the individual company. Um, because each company is unique, you know, yeah. but the other aspect that we bring to it is we very much focus and we very much believe in the brand, the business and the budget. And if you do not focus on these three things and build these three things, um, together, then the business will not grow and the business will not thrive. Um, there is a lot of subcontext context in those three things. So mm-hmm. There's a lot of underlying things in those three things. But mm-hmm. those three things have to be your main focus. And and people think, oh, brand is a logo on a website. It is not. It okay. it is so, so much more. And people think, oh, my business is, you know, um, you know, the process and procedures and files and, and a system. And it's so much more than that. Mm-hmm. And and they think a budget is is just you know, oh, this is what I make and this is what I'm spending. And, it, and it's so much more than that. And we help people project, you know, 36 months out and work it backwards all the way down to weekly habits and daily habits and how you're going to build that out into your, your lifestyle almost for your business and a culture for your business and how you're going to uh, create and structure your whole functionality around that. And so we live that every day here. And um, we, we just believe in it, you know, it's a lifestyle for us. And, and so um, by doing that, and living that way, it's, it's changed how we function. And it changes how we see the world and changes how we treat people and treat our clients. And it's even changed how I function in my personal life, to be honest, so right, right. right. so well, I had a lot of personal stuff happen. <laughs> twenty twenty mm-hmm. had an unexpected little boy show up in our world, and- oh wow, congratulations! <laughs> he, is our, <laughs> he is our tiny tornado, and uh, you know, without all that, we probably wouldn't be functioning the way we are. So right, right, now on a toddler, you know. Mm-hmm wow
0: (laughs) wow that is so fantastic yeah definitely uh you got the best of both worlds there for sure so so you said those three key things are strategy brand and budget and that
1: business brand and budget yeah
0: business brand and budget and be and once you get a handle on those things and not just you know the high level things but the nitty-gritty yeah. You know, three years out looking at where do you want to be? Yeah. And what is it going to take to get there? And I love how you mentioned daily habits, yeah. weekly and daily habits. Yeah. That yeah. seems to be so critical and, and so key. I keep hearing that over and over again. Maybe that's someone just trying to tell me something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's to us, it's just as essential as your three year plan or your two year plan your daily and weekly habits affect that three-year plan just as much as the three-year plan does. So, um, you know, breaking that all the way back down um, to that daily and weekly habit um, very much affects how that three-year plan is going to look even. So you can't get to that three-year plan if you can't control the daily and the weekly and the monthly. So, um, and a lot of people really struggle with how to break down backwards to that mm. day. And so we really help them strive to uh, break that down into a system where they can reverse it almost. They're like, we know where we want to be in three years, mm-hmm. but we don't know how to get there from today. And so right. we help them break that down into an almost a backwards motion of, okay, well, that's great. You know, where you want to be in three years, Do you know, where you want to be next week.
0: You know? right right I what, if, what if amber people don't know where they want to be in three years
1: yeah. i mean and that's okay you know some people don't some people know where they want to be in a year some people know where they want to be in six months some people just know where they want to be and right. they don't necessarily know the timeline for it and right. we help them establish the timeline and some people struggle to figure out the timeline. And Mm -hmm. and I would say, sit down and write out the goals and then set a realistic timeline to those goals. Mm. And if you're struggling to do that, just break down those goals into a realistic timeline. So what I mean by that is, okay, say, you know, you want to make a hundred thousand dollars as your net income. Okay. That's great, Okay. But what are the steps you're going to take to make that happen? So for example, if somebody says, well, I want to make $100,000 net income. Okay, great. What steps do you know you have to take to get there? Well, I don't know. Okay, well, what product do you have that is going to get you there? Well, I have this product, um, I have this program, Okay. What do you charge for that program? Uh, well, I charge $400 for this program. Okay. So how many times do you need to sell that program to get to that hundred thousand dollars? You know? And so we'll ask these poignant questions to get them to start thinking about it and break it down, you know, and they'll say, okay, well, I need to sell this program, you know, this many times, but that can't be the only program I sell because not everybody can afford $400. Okay, right, exactly. So what other services are you gonna offer to broaden your horizons a little bit? You know, how can we break that program down, you know? And, and we'll get them thinking in that, in that process. And that's kind of a very quick, you know, um, almost kindergarten-like example of how we get them to think. <laughs> you know, I I, you down that way. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, <it is. laughs> uh, but that's just a very generic, quick example of how we get them thinking, um, right. you know, and um, it, it's just a very quick generic version of how we get them thinking. And, mm-hmm. and we've done that with businesses, we've, we've worked one on one with them for long term, we've had companies come in where they're like, this is all of our stuff. We have no idea what to do with this. We need an assessment and we need you to tell us where we need to bridge the gaps. Like, and we've just done a full assessment and we've gotten them thinking and they've been able to take it from there, you know, to where we're saying these are all the bridges you need to gap. These are the things you need to think about. You guys are doing a pretty good job overall. These are the places you need to bridge the gaps, you know? Right. And,
0: And then are there like check-ins periodically to say, oh, this is where you are to goal and all of that, um, just to kind of make sure you're on the right track? I mean, because what if you get in the middle of it and you decide, oh, I don't really like this goal?
1: (laughs) Yes. And so (laughs) um, we have programs where, you know, we've worked one on one with companies religiously where we meet with them every other week. um, And we essentially build it from the ground up with them and we start from scratch we have programs with people where we've done a full assessment and we've helped them bridge the gaps. And then we do monthly check-ins or quarterly check-ins where we sit down for an hour and a half, to two hours at a time to see where they're at with things. We've had clients where, We have those quarterly check ins, and then they randomly call it like week three, freaking out, going, Okay, we think we screwed this up. (laughs) Right. And it's like, No, you didn't screw it up. You just just need to reassess and reevaluate and refocus, you know? Um, And so, and that's what a lot of people
0: like the comforter. You're like the comforter, and and all the madness and all the crazy. It's like,
1: (laughs) it's really great. I thrive off flow charts. <laughs> well, I have an illness. I love flow charts. <laughs> no, that's good though.
0: I mean because I mean it, to get from point A to point B to point C to point D to get to to where you want to be, you have to have some sort of workflow. You've got to have some sort of structure, some sort of path,
1: you know, you to get there. You do. And And everyone's different, but at the, at the core of it, it still flows very much the same, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and I have found that employers, that business owners, that entrepreneurs as a whole are very, very good at what they do, Mm -hmm. but they struggle to run the business behind it. Mm-hmm. And it's okay because they didn't sign up to run the business behind it. They signed up to give the world what they are good at. Right. I am there to help them run the business behind it and structure it in a way where they can effectively run it with their team and help them find the team mm-hmm. to run it for them. So, you know, I'm not there to permanently run it for them. I'm there to help them structure it, help them get on track, help check in with them from time to time and help them run it. I have clients who I have helped put, you know, remote teams in place for, and I have clients that I have helped put in-person teams in place for. And it just depends on their personal personality and what they need. So um, I have an insurance professional who has a brick and mortar building that he operates better with a remote team and they're killing it. like wow. And he didn't realize that till we started working together that he would do better that way. And, you know, and they're just killing it now. And so, wow. um, but that's what he needed. And that's the right. strength that he
0: needed. And Thanks. he needed you to point that out to him because, and I know when, before, COVID, you know, working remotely was so frowned upon. And so I was like, oh, this is not, you know, people are going to be slacking off. They're going to, you know, be cheating the company and you know, all of that. And so employers really were not huge fans of remote work. Um, but since COVID, when we <laughs> have discovered that life can still go on, <laughs> you and know, business from home, <laughs> home. <laughs> <laughs> right? From the comforts of our own home, yeah. then it's like, that just shed a whole new world, a whole new light on business, on family, on work-life balance, on what's important.
1: Yeah, it you know, really did, it really did. All
0: of those things, all of those things, yeah. yeah. So um, Amber, can you share with us any insights or lessons learned from a strategic decision that didn't go as planned and how you adjusted to stay um, on point?
1: I don't know what you're talking about, Renee. Everything's always gone perfectly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> of course it has. Of course it has. <laughs> Nothing <least> ever.
1: Nothing's <laughs> ever gone wrong. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, I think um I mean we'd all wish we have our crystal ball, right? It's it just doesn't work like that. Um right. you can plan and strategically lay something out on a on a map, so to speak, as, as best as possible. And it's, it's just not always going to work that way. Um, I think what's happened to me personally is other people um, more than situations um, like within myself or my own company. Um, it's, it's been other people and it's been trust, um, who to trust. Um, right, oh, that and, part, you know, and I hate to say that, but it's it's been that. Um, and so I would tell people, um, you can make the best laid plans in the world with other companies or other people you feel you can align yourself with, and mm-hmm. and I have kind of for myself kind of a checkbox system that. Uh, in order to keep my own uh, mission and values and vision in alignment with my own company that mm-hmm. I check off for myself and say, okay, I think this is going to work. And and then you're kind of in it. Right. And then mm-hmm. something goes wrong and, and then you kind of feel stuck. Right. Mm-hmm. And, th- and then you're going, Ugh, this isn't working. And it kind of makes you feel sick to your stomach and you're going, oh, this isn't good and it's and it's veering off and I can't control it and it's making me look bad and it's making my company look bad and how do I get out of this? And and mm-hmm. I did some of that when I was younger and it it very much misaligned and almost made my company feel like it was spiraling out of control. Um, mm-hmm. And the mistakes that I made there was I did not give myself kind of an escape clause. I did not... Mm-hmm put everything in writing. I trusted a little too much. Um, mm-hmm. All and right, so, so note self: put stuff in writing. Yes. And <laughs> so I'm not saying you don't trust the person. I'm not right. saying you don't trust this company that you've aligned yourself with or even the employee or the partner or whoever it is, because overall people are good. It's just the visions might get blurred or, what was discussed might get blurred or what was understood might get blurred. And, or some people might have selective memory. That's right. Exactly. And so <laughs> yeah. you protect yourself to protect your business, to protect your vision, make sure everything's in writing and yeah. make sure that you have an out clause or an exit clause so that you are staying on track with what your vision is, that you are keeping sh- you know, your checklist and your vision and your mission on track for yourself. And don't be afraid to say no. It is okay to say no. It is okay to walk away and it is okay to realign yourself. So that's something that that took me a while to learn. So, yeah,
0: that is so good. Don't be afraid to say no. Um, Because like you said, if it's not in writing and everyone's interpretation of things is different, um, it's bound to happen. So um, having an out clause definitely um, makes sense. It totally makes sense to um, that if this isn't working after a certain amount of time and, and or if this is, isn't feeling good even, I mean, and not that we should be led by our feelings, but if it just isn't making good business or financial sense anymore, then um, it's just important to be able to have
1: a way to either restructure right. or right. get out. And definitely try to sit down and talk it out first and definitely try to realign it first and restructure it first. But if that's not working, you definitely in writing need to have a way to, to back out of it and and walk away from it and realign yourself. So absolutely.
0: Absolutely. That's great advice. Um, Thank you for that. That is, I mean, and as business people and entrepreneurs or small business owners, we have to protect ourselves because the relationships, um, sometimes going into business with, with friends or, or something like that can really, it, it can be difficult to, to navigate those kind of challenging situations when things kind of go a little bit wonky and still preserve the relationship. So I think this, by presenting it that way as protection for both and to be able to maintain the relationship, it's so good to have everything in writing.
1: And if somebody's fighting against that, that should be a red flag in itself. Well, like, oh, that'll preach. Yes. You know, I mean, if somebody's like, well, I don't want to put it in writing or why do we have to do that? Mm. That alone should be a huge red flag. Ding, 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 ding. You, know, <laughs> you should be running for the hills right there because exactly. if they don't want to put it in writing, then you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, right. Yes. This is a big fat no, let's not do this. Let's stop in our tracks. We're no, this we're done. This, yeah. Let's just stay friends. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: so good. And I think one of the other things that was really important that you did too, um, as you were sharing your story about when things kind of didn't go so well, is that you kind of had the foresight to see when things weren't going right, when they were not aligning. And so because you had your vision so clearly in your mind, you could see when this, when it started to, to, to veer, <laughs> you know, yeah. it was no longer going like this, but it was going, you know, like that. So yeah. you have to be aware of what your goals are, what
1: you need to have aligned to know when things are out of alignment. It, you do. And, and the mistake that I had made at the time, because I didn't have those things in writing and because I hadn't protected myself that way, it was literally overtaking my life. Like Mm. it it was distracting me from my business. It was distracting me from everything else because I didn't have those protections in place. And so it was taking over because you were trying to escape it. And so Mm. when it becomes an overwhelming distraction, what are you doing for yourself and your business and your family at that point? You know, Mm. so that's why these protections and these clauses are so, so important. So, so
0: important. Yes. yeah, thank you so much. And what role would you say, Amber, that mentorship or coaching plays in an entrepreneurial journey? And how has that contributed to your growth or success?
1: You know, I think it's essential. Uh, you know, I have definitely worked myself into that role, but I have never stopped having one myself. Um mm-hmm. I think anyone who thinks they know everything, you should veer yourself away from immediately. (laughs) (laughs) And then then know it all. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Because no one knows it all. Everyone should always be learning still, no matter what. Um, And you should always be learning. You should always be. And there's so many tools out there now for you to learn from and and have a mentor from and and a coach from and you know there's different platforms available to different income levels you know so many many avenues for people to uh, tap into and yeah. It is essential for business growth these days for people to have those avenues available to them. So never stop learning. Never stop tapping into a mentor or a coach of some kind. Um, You definitely need to be learning all the time. Definitely.
0: Things change so quickly. I mean, you have to stay on top of your game for sure.
1: They do. They do. So.
0: so, Amber, as we get ready to wrap up this session of Renee Speaks, um, and before we head to the green room to have coffee and donuts as we <laughs> go to our 100 TV network studios, um, how can we reach you and how can we learn more about your services and 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 um, tell us how to stay in touch?
1: So my social media, all of my social media is at OP Complete, so they can literally just Research at OP Complete. Um, my email for anyone to reach out to me is hello at OP Complete. And my website is opcomplete.com. I try to keep it simple. So, awesome.
0: opcomplete.com. Yeah. And OP means on point. That's right. <laughs> so. And with that, we are going to say goodbye to our Renee Speaks audience. It has been amazing having you on this show. And let's go have our coffee and donuts and get ready to dive even deeper into this subject over on 100 TV Network.
1: I look forward to it. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Find a more powerful. Learn things on it's right. like a multi-million dollar of your journey. Moments in time and we can make an impact. One a little bit time. better. So when it comes amazing. to life, you, know, you know, that is You done. were made for something Perfect. great. So go and be awesome.